الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله Why are you here and do you even care? This is a question in which we must seriously ask each and every one of ourselves and each and every one of ourselves we should be prepared to give an answer. So I'm not going to ask you a question in which I am opposed to answering myself. If a person were to ask me why I am here, I am here in this particular place, this particular masjid, because walillahi alhamd, they are striving to establish the sunnah, bithnilahi ta'ala. They are striving to call to the sunnah and to spread the sunnah of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are striving to implement the sunnah of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Their aqidah is the same as mine. Their minhaj, their methodology is the same as mine. This is why I'm here. And this should be the reason that each and every one of us should be here. Is due to the fact of striving to be upon the Quran, the sunnah, upon the understanding of the salaf of this ummah. This is why you find me here. You don't find me inside of the masajid that are ran and controlled by the Sufis, or the Tablighis, or the Ikhwanis, or whoever from amongst the various groups schisms, factions, and the like. It is incumbent and it is a must that we take this extremely serious because the Prophet wasallam he explained to us what is going to be the situation that will come after him. And the Prophet wasallam he did not lie. So is it that we are looking for some type of convenience? Is it that we are looking for some worldly gain? Is it that perhaps we are affected by the weakness the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, يُوشِكُ الْأُمُمْ أَن تَدَاعَ عَلَيْكُمْ كَمَا تَدَاعَ الْأَكَلَةُ عَلَىٰ وَإِلَىٰ قَسْعَتِهَا He said that the nations, they are going to rise against you. The nations, they will soon come against you. Inviting others to just take whatever they want to take from you. Just like the individuals who have a buffet invite others to come to partake from that buffet. Take what you want, whatever quantity you want, however much you want. Take what you want is yours, it's free, it's a buffet. Come, come, everybody eat. Take. This is how the nations are going to come against the Muslims. Taking what they want, how they want, when they want. So it was asked to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, would it be because we will be small in number on that time? Would it be because we will be a gross minority at that time? Would it be because our numbers would have gone to such a low level at that time that we will be humiliated to such a humiliation? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, no, on the contrary, on that day you're going to be a lot. On that day you're going to be numerous. On that day is going to be a whole bunch of you. He said, but you will be worthless. 
like scum, like the scum of the sail, like that foam that comes up on a river, that foam that comes upon the water, that foam that comes upon the sea. You ever see the scum of the sea? Does anybody sell that? Is that a commodity anywhere? Does anyone benefit from the, the scum of the sea? Does anyone sell beach scum, pond scum, river scum? Does anyone sell that? No way, because it's worthless. No one wants that. The Prophet ﷺ, this is how he described us, that we will be like this. And he just didn't say it like that, but he explained to us why this will be our situation. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, he said, and Allah al-Mahaba He said, and Allah shall remove from the chests of your enemies any type of fear that they will have from you. Your enemies will not be scared of you whatsoever. In the time of the Prophet, where the Muslims were upon their religion. When they were striving hard and implementing that which they were supposed to implement. Their people used to be scared of the Muslims. If they knew they can get there in a certain period of time, they would head out. They would run because they were scared. But now we live in a time where no one cares. Now we live in a time where no one cares. And Allah will put inside of your hearts as a weakness. This weakness will be inside of our hearts because we have left off the practice of our religion. Because we have left off the implementation of our religion. Because we have left off the, the practice of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. We have left off being upon the sunnah. We have left off doing what we are supposed to do. So therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will put in our hearts a weakness. Because we are weak upon the deen, a weakness will get put inside of our hearts. Al-jaza'a the punishment will be appropriate to the crime because we are weak in implementing the deen. Allah put a weakness out of our hearts. So a questioner, they ask, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what is that weakness? What is that weakness that will be in our hearts that will bring us to this lowly situation? What is that weakness? A love for the dunya and a hatred for death. This will be the weakness. Love for the dunya and a hatred for death. This will be that weakness. This will be that sickness that will bring us to this lowly situation, to this lowly station. This will be that weakness that will cause our enemies not to be scared of us. This will be that weakness that will cause our enemies to invite others to come and take from us how they want, when they want to whatever the extent that they want because of our love for the dunya and our hatred for death. So I ask you, why are you here and do you even care? Because it is incumbent that if we truly care to see the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established, if we truly care to see the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spread throughout the land, if we truly care, then first and foremost, we will care enough practice the deen, to establish it within ourselves, to establish it within our families, to be firm upon it, to make sure our children are firm upon it, so that their children can be firm upon it, so on and so forth. This will require from us great effort. This will require from us that we spend from our monies. This will require from us that we help physically. This will require from us that we help from intellectually, be it from our expertise, or be it from our ideas, be it from our suggestions, the visionaries with their vision, this will be the reason. So where is the vision to spread Islam here in this land? Where is the vision 
to establish firm roots here in this land? Where is the vision to establish first and foremost, starting from the matchup that we are sitting in right now? Where is the vision? And for those who will understand and they will see this is nothing but a continuation from last week's khutbah and who will take the weight? Who's going to carry the weight and who will take that responsibility? Ya ibadullah, it is incumbent, it is a must that we take on some responsibility. It is incumbent and it is a must that we answer that question. Why are you here and do you even care? Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah, wa ba'in. Ya ibanullah, I don't want you to take my words as if I'm talking to you, down to you, or anything of that nature. But I want you to understand the reality of my words is that first and foremost, I'm talking to myself. And then to whoever my voice it may reach them. Because the situation, it is serious. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told us what the situation is going to be. He told us what that weakness is going to be. The weakness when one has an insatiable appetite and love for this world and a hatred for death, you will find that all of these are symptoms and traits or they would result in symptoms and traits that would be indicative of such of a sickness. So you find one will hate death. Of course he will hate death. They'll be scared to death of death. Because they will know their own shortcomings. They'll be scared to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of fear that they will be punished because they know what they're not doing. They know those things that they are, that they embark upon of which they should not be doing that they do anyway. They'll be scared of their own sins in which they are having. So yes, they will hate death. Cause they'll be scared to die because they, they, whenever it comes, they're not ready because they live their lives in such a state as if they're going to live forever. Death is coming close to us. Everything that is coming is close. So even if you live for another hundred years, it's close. You're about to die anyway. If someone told you you have 30 years to live, perhaps you wouldn't live your life the way you live your life. Because you will know as a year goes by, oh, 29, another year, oh, only 28, another year, oh, 27. When you get down to 20 years left, only got 20 years left, 10 go away, oh, only got 10 left. You live your life and you have a sense of urgency. Why? Because you'll be preparing for death. You'll be getting ready to die. You'll be ready to die anytime. So now what is our situation? That we do not have a definitive date that we will expire and leave from this place. We don't know. It could be any time. So why do we live our lives in such a manner of perpetual procrastination? When it comes to the deen, I'll do it tomorrow. When it comes to Quran, I'll get to it. When it comes to, you know what, I'll read some Quran, I'll read Surah Al-Kahf on Friday. Yeah, subhanAllah, death is close, it's coming. So why are we living like we're not going to die? Why are we living in a manner that is not illustrative of preparing for death? We should be living our lives preparing for our demise. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, because I really want to stress to us and highlight some tangible things some actionable things that we could stop if we are doing them and we can be cautious of not falling into if Allah has blessed us not to fall into them.
The Prophet sallallahu he told us, إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَةِ The Prophet sallallahu he does not lie. He told us, he said that when you engage in interest-bearing transactions, that when you start to partake and deal with interests, and I want to draw your attention to the fact that al-ayna, al-ayna is a transaction that has inside of it interest, but from a tricky way. It's not direct, but it's like people trying to play games, making it seem like it's not really interest, but in fact it is interest. These type of transactions where it's hidden in the details, it's hidden in the trickery. So it doesn't seem like it's just straight interest-bearing transaction. doesn't seem like it's just straight usury, but in reality it is usury. Playing them same type of Jew games. Those games the Jews played before their Sabbath. Put the nets out the day before, collect them the day after, just to say if he wasn't fishing on the Sabbath, yeah, subhanAllah, who you trying to get over on? Who do you think you're tricking? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said that when you deal in interest-bearing transactions, we're going to come back to this, bithnillahi ta'ala, with a very clear example. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, that when you deal in interest-bearing transactions, and you hold on to the tails of the cows, and you become pleased with agriculture. jihad, And you leave off struggling in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sallallahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will put upon you. Vullan. Humiliation. Allah will put upon you humiliation. Allah will humiliate you. If Allah humiliates you, who then therefore will bring to you honor? If Allah humiliates you, how could you possibly ever be successful? Allah will put upon you a humiliation. And he will not remove it until you return back to your religion. Holding on to the tails of cows. Being pleased and obsessed with your work. Being pleased and obsessed with agriculture as the Prophet said. Leaving off jihad. Person to come in and say, but where are we going to fight jihad? There's no military conquest right now. Okay, that's the only type of jihad. The greatest type of jihad, you can fight it right now against yourself. The greatest type of jihad is in seeking knowledge. The greatest type of jihad is in spreading knowledge. The greatest type of jihad is in benefiting people intellectually by way of knowledge academically. You can't do that. That's the only capability. You can't learn and teach and spread and help that form of jihad is still on the table fighting against the evil of yourself is still on the table so I don't want to hear no excuses they leave off jihad they leave off struggle sacrificing and struggling with your money is still on the table to help push and spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it be in buying translations of the Quran so you can give it out to the non-Muslims and call them to Islam so on and so forth. That's off the table. It's still on the table. But let's get back to Ina. Let's get back to this Ina. 
Because you find many of the Muslims, unfortunately, they have been tricked, they have been duped, they have been deceived, whether that be by the evil of themselves, or whether that be by the shaitan, or the shayateen, they have been deceived. They have been deceived, and they partake in interest-bearing transactions. Interest-bearing transactions. You do transactions that are linked to interest. How? By taking out that credit card, that MasterCard, that credit card that you feel comfortable because you say, I'm going to pay it before it is late. So therefore, I don't, I do not have to pay interest. I want you to understand that. I'm going to pay it before it is due so I don't pay no interest. I'm going to pay it on time so I don't have to pay interest. This is the trick. Where's the trick? Listen to the proof and evidence first. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as it comes to Hadith Jabir, "Fima rawahu Muslim fi Sahihi, la'ana Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he cursed, he cursed who? Akil riba, the person who consumes the interest, mukilahu." The person who pays the interest, the person who writes the interest bearing transactions or is a signatory on it, and the witnesses who witness that contract. And he said, they're all the same. They're all the same person to say, but the person that wrote the contract, did he pay, con did he pay interest? Did he collect interest? The witnesses, did they pay that interest? Did they collect that interest? No. So the curse is not restricted to just paying and collecting. It's not restricted to just paying and consuming. The curse is on all of them. They're all the same. This is the problem with credit cards. You have to sign a contract where you agree to pay X amount of percentage in interest if you don't pay on time. So you agree to it just by signing the contract. This by signing the contract, you're done. You're done. Before the credit card even came to you in the mail, you're done. Just be before you even purchase something with the credit card, you're done. Before you even have an opportunity to pay early and not late, you're done. Because you agree to it. What's the proof? This hadith is the proof. And for those who they deen is, for what the sheikh say, the legend they were asked about this, and they mentioned the same, that because you have agreed to pay interest inside of the contract, it is prohibited based upon the likes of this hadith. So are these situations that we see ourselves under and in, that the Muslims are dealing with interest-bearing transactions, those tricky ones, not direct. Yes. Is it common to find a Muslim who has got a house on a mortgage claiming that it's daruri, I had to get it. What do you mean you had to get it? You couldn't rent? A Muslim who gets a car on a note, it says, but it's daruri, I needed a car. I had to house him and get a car. You said, I don't know why you couldn't get a used car. So it's not widespread, the Muslims doing the interest. It's not widespread, 
the Muslims being concerned with dunya and work and agriculture is not widespread. The Muslims leaving off all type of striving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So is there any person who is amazed, who is shocked by the fact that we are humiliated? Is there any person except that they have seen the reality? Of what the Prophet said that the nations are going to call against us to tell everybody, come and take what you want from these Muslims. You want their land? Take their land. You want to colonize them? Sure, colonize them. You want to take their wealth, steal their wealth, their resources? Take it. We have not seen this. The annals of history are not approved to the truthfulness of the Prophet. You want to change all that? You want that to be reversed? You want to remove all that? The Prophet ﷺ told us how it gets removed. Until you return to your religion. So this is why I am here. Because I'm trying to return to my religion. So I need to be around people who's trying to return to their religion. People who's trying to implement the sunnah. People who's trying to establish the sunnah. People who's trying to call to the sunnah. That's why I'm here. That's why you should be here. Okay, Mr.